My heart is burdened for you young people, so I want you to pay attention to me preaching a simple subject this afternoon. You shouldn't have no trouble understanding it. Simple subject. It's the will of God for you to give your life to God. First Chronicles 21, David has just been provoked by Satan and sinned against God, and God has sent judgment, and 70,000 men have been slain because of the judgment of God because of somebody else's sin. Neighbor, there's one thing you need to be reminded of this afternoon, that you're not the only one that's going to suffer when you do wrong. You're not the only one that's going to get hurt when you mess up with God. Somebody else is going to suffer when you don't do right. Amen. Walk out on your husband, your whole family's going to suffer. Walk out on your wife, and your whole family's going to suffer. There's other people going to hurt when you don't do right. Walk with God. So the Lord has judged David because of his sin. And David begins to seek in the Lord. And David and Gab the prophet are talking. And we pick up right here in verse number 18. Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And David went up to the uh, saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. And Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with him, hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat. And as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David and went out to the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Grant me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar thereon unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it for me for the full price. David didn't go up in there like a tyrant and try to take it away from him. David said, I need a place to get right with God and I'm willing to pay you full price for it. But look what Ornan says. He said, Grant it me for the full price that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Ordan said unto David, Take it to thee. He, he said, Just go ahead and take it. And let my Lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen. He said, Just don't take the threshing floor. I'm going to add a little bit to it. He said, Lo, ta- I take the oxen. Also for a burnt offering of the threshing floor, instruments for wood, and the wheat for the meat offering. This next phrase to be our subject this afternoon. He said, I give it all. And I'm going to tell you that's what we need to do today and just give it all to God. Like stock and barrel will open up and back and let him have every bit of it. Have you ever gave it all to God? Father, help us this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Neighbor, there's a lot to be said about one man that gave it all. Neighbor, I'm telling you, I could talk about Jesus a little while. He gave it all, and here we are saved by the good grace of God. Thank God you give it all. Well, don't let me preach too long this afternoon. I tell you, Ornan gave it all, and because Ornan gave it all, it gave him a place. Neighbor, I tell you, there's never been a place in your life where you gave your all and all to God. Old man can look and say, hey, I used to own that property, but I gave it all and look what God did with it. God gave him a place. Do you have a place where God saved you? Do you have a place where God filled you? Do you have a place where God touched you? Do you have a place where God gave you peace? Is there a place in your life where you can go back and say, I gave it all? What kind of place was it, good neighbor? Number one, I tell you, and if you give it all to God, there's going to be a place. I could take you to place after place after place. These men on the platform could take you to a place where the Lord done something for them, where they sold out, went with God. He's your all on and on and sacrifice late today. Can you take me to the place where you gave it all to God? Now, 
like this. Amen. Very quickly, and I will get to the uh, to the me the message to be done. Amen. It's a place. There's a place of fruitfulness. Have you got a place of fruitfulness in your life? Administration pole was a place where they brought the wheat. Amen. And it produced fruit for eating and help. Do you have any love? Do you have any joy? Do you have any peace? Do you have any long suffering? Do you have any gentleness, meekness? Do you have the fruit of the Spirit of God in your life? If you ever give it all, that place will involve a fruitfulness. It'll involve answered prayer. It'll involve worship. It'll involve productiveness. It will have fruit. Amen. But not only was it a place of fruitfulness, it was a place of freshness. And they had that new wheat coming in all the time. Amen. This freshness for. I tell you what, boy, you ought to have a fresh touch of God on your life, young boy. Amen. You ought not walk around like a zombie like Randy said a minute ago. Amen. Look like you're drinking water out of a mud hole. Like born on the backside of the moon baptized in vinegar. Amen. Look like ain't nothing ever went right for you. If you stay with God, there'll be a freshness in your prayer life. There'll be a freshness in your Bible reading. Thank God we read the Bible over and over again. But it ain't just like God how to put fresh oil on it and fresh dew on it and know you've read a text a hundred times. Sometimes it'll be like oh, the first time you ever read it because it's fresh. Fresh in your testimony, fresh in your worship. Fresh in every area of your life. This place will involve a freshness. This place will involve, amen, some fear. Thank God for the fear of God. Amen. You, you got the Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It'll be a place of fear, but then it'll be a place of fire. That man was always a fire burning at the threshing floor. Thank God the flame may have flickered a few times, but the fire ain't never went out. I was thinking while we were sitting on the platform, up this Born in the fire and we can't stand the smoke. Hey, Amen. I tell you, I don't want this smoky religion. I want that fired up religion. The fiery preaching, fiery singing, fiery testifying. Thank God I was preaching. I was preaching in a church here recently. And one of the deacons had a heart attack. How many died graveyard dead? They called 911. I mean, all that fine equipment, they come in there with them jumper cables going to jump him off, get his heart going back. They come in and they checked out five deacons before they found the one that really died. <laughs> Thank God, I tell you, that's the way it is in most Baptist churches anymore. Ain't nobody got no fire. Ain't nobody got no zeal. If I had what those people had, I'd trade it for a mule, take a mule back to the house, shoot it and bury it, and get rid of it. Can I get an amen right there? Great God. Thank God somebody woke up over here. Amen. It's a place with some fire. I tell you, I, I remember, I ain't got time to tell you all them stories. Brother Stroud had a whiz over to Faith Baptist camp. Brother Sandy would get up and exhort us. Brother Blue would get up and preach to us. It wouldn't be long. We'd be a running. We'd be a shouting. We'd be rejoicing. We didn't care what they thought about us. We didn't care what they said about us. We'd go to shout no matter what. We'd go worship no matter what. We just get with God no matter what. But I'm going to say this, and i got to get to the meat of the message. I'm going to tell you what the problem is with our generation. I'm going to tell you what the problem is with you young kids. I'm going to tell you why you're so dead. It ain't because it's Monday and you drove all night. And that may be a little part of it. Thank God, I drove all night and shouted all day. Amen. And you know you have to. I'm going to tell you what it is. You know what we was doing, Brother Grable Brother Brown? When there wasn't nobody looking, we was off in a long thicket somewhere calling on God. We was reading our Bible and getting filled up with the Word of God and praying and praying and praying. And when we came to church, 
church. It couldn't do nothing but get on. Amen. Somebody say amen right there. You walk with God. You call on God. You pray like you're supposed to. That church will be like it's supposed to be. And there will be fire. That's not what we'll preach on. There's a place of fire. There's a place of forgiveness. There's a place ahead of future. What in the world are you talking about a place ahead of future? Neighbor, I'm going to tell you something right now. One man gave it all to God. One man, Ornan, gave it all to God. And and God gave him a place. Now, Ornan's given his place to God. But God, in essence, is really saying, All right, this is, you're going to give me your property. I'm going to give you something in return for it. God gave him a place. You know that 2 Chronicles chapter number 3, verse 1, I won't take time to read it today. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said that Ornan, the Jebusite, threshing floor, is exactly where they built the Temple of Solomon. Can you imagine what it must have been like years on down the road that Ornan's grand? children go by the temple and say, you know that piece of property that temple's on? One day my daddy owned that place and he gave it all to God. And look what God did with it. I don't have time to tell you the beauty and the extraordinary work that went in. How the gold and the silver. And the queen of Sheba went to see Solomon. And when she went to see him, her spirit departed from her. She said the half has not been told. That temple was beautiful. It was magnificent. It was glorious. I mean it costs a lot of money, but it's still on a piece of property that somebody tried to give to God. What's God going to do with a piece of property you clear off and give to God? Now, the word Moriah is used in those texts. Just pay attention to them and go home study it after church today. Amen. Not only is that the place where Solomon's temple was built, but you know that that right there in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen, Genesis 22, Moriah is in our text. Did you know that's not only where they built Solomon's temple, but neighbor, there's one day 2,000 years ago, there's a little hill on the outskirts of that piece of property, amen, that Jesus went carrying his cross out through the city of Jerusalem, and they beat him with a cat of nine tails. They ripped the beard out of his face, and Jesus went... And died on the cross. And three days later up from the grave he arose. And one day that property, it used to belong to Ornan. But Ornan said, hey, I'm going to give it all. And look what God did with a piece of property. And somebody gave it all to God. I can't help but think that maybe when Ornan died and went to heaven, I know this ain't in the Bible, but let me... Let me read between the lines. Can I can I imagine between? I wonder if I wonder if Jesus, when he's on his way through the outskirts of the city, maybe maybe before, or maybe after that Christ died on the cross. I maybe wonder if Ornan God called Ornan over to the over to the banner over to the banners of heaven. He said, "Look at that, you You see that little spot right there? My son just died on it. You see that grave right there? He just got up from it three days after he died. You see that blood right there? Amen." The Lord said, yes. Oh, that all happened on that piece of property you gave to God years ago. And somebody say amen right there. Yeah, I know you don't believe what I'm saying, but it's in the Bible, amen. I'm talking about Moriah. His wife Christ died and the grave they got up. And one day somebody else owned that property and they tried to give it all to God. Yep. So there's a place with a future. I don't know. What kind of future you have in here today. But God, if you'll give it all, He'll give you a place. Yes. But not only will He give you a place for the future, but watch this, the plague was stayed. 
<laughs> Amen. And I'm not going to labor that. I'm preaching quick this afternoon. Amen. The plague was stayed. I'm talking about 70,000 people have, uh, have, have died and God stops the plague because somebody said, I give it all. But not only the plague this day, but look at the people that were saved. Now, I know that 70,000 people is a lot of people. Somebody say amen right there. I'm talking about it is a lot of people. But I'm telling you, compared to what they had in the nation of Israel, that wasn't but a drop in the bucket. If you go to look at the number they numbered up, 70,000 wasn't nothing. It had been a lot, but it wasn't nothing. But look at the people that got saved because one man said, I give it all. Amen. It could have been 700,000. It could have been 7 million. It could have even been 7 billion. But it stopped at 70,000 because one man said, I give it all. Somebody ought to shout, Lord, to God right there. But out of all those people that got saved, there were four that I'm more interested in than any of them. Neighbor, the Bible said that his four boys went and hid themselves. When Ornan said, I gave it all. Hey, I give it all, rather. You know what happened? The angel of the Lord had his sword drawn. He'd done been tearing up Jerusalem. He'd done been killing folk. And that sword was drawn with the blood of Israel on it. And when Ornan said, I give it all, God looked at him and stopped him and stayed him. And them boys could see that blood dripping from that angel's sword. And they could say, glory to God. It ain't going to get me. And Ornan's boys got saved. I tell you, mama and daddy, you want your kids to get saved? Why don't you give it all to God? You want God to do a work in your children's life? Then give it all to God. I tell you, mama, give it all to God. Let's give it all to God. Look at them little four boys that got saved by God's amazing grace. The people that were helped. Not just helping yourself when you give it all to God. I never thought 21 years ago on an old-fashioned altar in an old-fashioned Baptist church on the fourth week of a revival night meeting, Brother Mark, when I laid down on that altar and gave it all to God, I ain't helped as many as I wanted to. I ain't seen as many as I wanted to get saved, get saved. But I've seen a handful, and I've seen an upper result. No patch on my back. I ain't trying to magnify myself. But I don't know about you, but Brother Randy, I never thought we'd ever see the homes get help that God helped. The folk get saved that got saved. The revivals that's broke out that's broke out. Oh, that God would do a work. And when you gave it all to God, God used you to help folk. God used you to help folk. God used you. Neighbor, I'm telling you right now, when you give it all to God, it ain't just for you. It's for a world. It's time for that God. I'm going to hell. It's for a broken home. It's for a little boy or a little girl that needs to be picked up on the bus. It's for somebody that needs to be took to the house of God. It's for somebody that's going to come to this meeting and they ain't got no wind in themselves and all hope's gone. But they come to revival and God uses somebody that gave it all to encourage them and to bless them and to help them. One man gave it all. I gotta get somewhere here. The plague was staged. But then there was a payday. <laughs> you go on. The Bible says, first Chronicles chapter number twenty one. Goes on to David, verse number twenty four, and David said over that nay, but I will verily buy it for thee for full price, for I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. David gave Dornan for that place 600 shekels of gold by weight. I'm not a mathematician, but I believe that's a lot of gold. Amen. Under God, somebody 
Wake up and say amen right there. Brother Biddy, that's a lot of gold. Now, somebody hit the Google button here a while back while I was preaching and came to me after service. Said this is how much that gold will be worth in today's economy. I'm talking about on up in yonder about millions and millions of dollars worth of gold that David gave Ornan because he said, I give it all. What I'm simply trying to say is this, God pays his bills. And what I'm really trying to say this, if you don't get nothing else, it pays to serve God. I'm not talking about necessarily God giving you a big bank account or the nicest house. Amen. It may be just your kids getting saved. Isn't that payment enough? It may be just getting in his presence. Isn't that payment enough? Amen. I tell you, I believe what the song said a minute ago. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seen begging bread. But honey, I'm telling you, it does pay to serve God. It don't only pay down here, but God gave more than enough money that'll last him a lifetime. They brought tell when they gave it all to God. God said, I'm not only going to take care of you down here. I've got enough to carry you through eternity. You won't never have to go without. You won't never have to walk. Thank God we're took care of. Now, let's talk about Mary for a minute. The mother of Jesus. Angel shows up one day unexpected. That's usually the way conviction is. He shows up unexpected. And the messenger shows up unexpected. That's usually the way it is. I wasn't expecting to get saved tonight. I got saved. Right. Right. I wasn't looking for God, but I'm the God. He came looking for me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, me. Brother Laddie, the angel showed up to Mary and said, Now look here, we're going to take care of you. And we, you, the all, you know the message, but you know what Mary said? He said, be it unto me. She said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Right there's where Mary said yes. Right there's where Mary submitted. Right there's where Mary gave it all. And she, she could have said, I give it all. Take me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. This body belongs to you. It's not mine anymore. I'm giving it to God of the future of it, the use of it. It is yours. And the Holy Ghost came on her and put Jesus on the inside just like He did when we got saved. My God's amazing grace. But you know the wise men came. You know what they did? They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you think she put them on the shelves and used them for a what not? Absolutely. Absolutely not. You know what they done? They took the gold to the pawn shop and traded it in for cash. You don't know why God gave them gold to pay the bills with? God gave them something to make it through with? What I'm simply saying, it pays to serve God. Amen. On and on we could go. There's a payday. God give them practices to get their prayers answered. Give them myrrh to help them to persevere and preserve. Am I making any sense? Yes, this little told you it's simple. I didn't read the text, didn't give an introduction, but I hope I've said it in such a way that you can get the meat of the message. I give it all. But watch this. When you give it all, there'll be a place. When you give it all, it'll stay the plague. When you give it all, it'll help some people. And I got, that's verse 22, verse 22, 24 through 25. I got the verses. I'm just in a hurry. But lastly, well, not lastly, prayers will be answered. Yes. David and them got calling on God because one man said, I give it all. They got the prayers answered. Amen. Now watch this. This may be my favorite little point in this simple message this afternoon. When one man gave it all, read what your Bible says in verse 27. And the Lord commanded the angel 
And he put up his sheath again unto, sword again unto the sheath. Can you imagine what it must have been like? What if, what if God sent an angel to Fort Oglethorpe today and started destroying the city and 70,000 people that we knew died? And he stopped over this building. David has sinned against God and the king David shows up with his prophet. He looks at whoever owned this property and said, we need this place. And you'd have to say, well, I give it all. Can you imagine what it would be like we see all that death way out yonder that just happened? But now because one man gave it all, God looked at the angel. There wasn't nobody going to whoop that angel. I mean, you can get, get all the atomic bombs and the nuclear missiles and all that, all you want to. There ain't nothing coming against the angel of the Lord. Boy, we'd fall on our face. And I forgot to mention it is a place where you fall on your face. Have you ever got the holiness of God so thick you couldn't do nothing but fall on your face? That's what this generation's missing. Yes, sir, brother. But lastly, when that angel put that sword in its sheath, because one man gave it all, there was peace. Can you imagine the sigh of relief that was made in the people that were involved in Hey, you're wrestling with God today. You're running from God. You won't sell out and give it all to God. You wonder why you ain't got no peace, ain't got no joy. Wonder why every step you take is a step of misery. Why don't you try giving it all to God? You'll sleep a whole lot better at night. You'll have a whole lot more joy in your life. I'd rather go with God. I'd rather give it all to God. There is peace. Comes, we're standing all over the building, every head bowed, every eye closed tonight.